I think if I try to put together how this season could suck more, uh, I don't know if I would have written this exact script, but this season sucks. The Nets are in the midst of getting blown out by Utah. We're recording this as they're down by 30 uh, late in the third quarter. And obviously, James Harden is a miserable bastard who quit on the team a few days ago, and now the Nets are going to trade him. And that's where we are. Who would have thought this five months ago? Biseglia, are you depressed or are you hopeful? You remember when we were recording, I think sometime during the summer, I don't know, and we were like having this conversation. Oh, man, the regular season, we just got to make our way through it so we can get to the playoffs. We can't get too low on these losses because we know it won't matter when we get to play. Oh, my goodness, God. I mean, just so off base. It's just awful. And it's just, it's point, it's past the point of me like feeling anything. It's kind of a numbness now. I miss the days when the Nets would lose and I was mad. Now I'm watching it and I'm just like, all right, well, good, because we're recording earlier and I can watch a movie. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's gotten to that point where I'm like, the inevitable is going to be a loss. So at least we're getting this over with in the third and I don't have to wait longer. Yeah, there there is a, a numbness factor. This game against the Utah Jazz on Friday night felt as if it was an afterthought because of everything that had happened on Friday with the Nets clearly leaking out or somebody leaking out the shams that they're open to making a James Harden trade. And a couple of days ago when they lost that game to Sacramento, because obviously the losing streak began before that, and we all know the issues. Kevin Durant out four to six weeks. Joe Harris may never come back. Uh, and the team not really clicking for whatever reason. If you want to blame Steve Nash and the rotations, I guess. Kyrie not being able to play home games. This had just not been working. You know, and we've rarely seen the big three. We've seen them play two games this season. We know about how we barely saw them play last year, but everything felt like it changed on Wednesday in the Sacramento game because Harden quit. I think we could all agree with that. He had no interest in playing that basketball game. Uh, he did not try on defense 80% of the time. And say what you want about Kyrie Irving, he didn't do that. And we could talk about his vaccine status and he owes it to the team, but I haven't seen Kyrie Irving quit on the team. James Harden did. And so when you mix that with the reports that we had gotten a week ago, two weeks ago, that he doesn't love it in Brooklyn, it's not a guarantee that he'll leave, but he's going to consider leaving. Everything in my mind changed. That's why, you know, that night I was pissed. I tried to give myself a little bit of time before I tweeted what I wanted to tweet, which is I have to listen on offers for James Harden. I didn't say dump his ass. I didn't say you have to trade James Harden. I said, I think we need to listen on trades for James Harden. And it's crazy that a day later, and I don't know if it was because of the same reasons. I don't know if Sean Marks, you know, is literally like us, you know, watching the Sacramento game and having that change everything. Uh, maybe it's a conversation with Kevin Durant. Maybe it's something else. But it really felt like that Sacramento game changed everything and the way this setup is being viewed and it went out the window of let's just wait for everyone to be healthy. Let's just wait for the mandate to change. Just be patient. It felt like a, a switch got flipped because of what happened against the Kings the other night. Yeah, it really did. And Harden with four points, six turnovers. First time he had more turnovers than points. And there was that one play in particular in the corner. I can't remember who shot it for the Kings where he just was supposed to rotate out and he kind of just give like a, uh, and then there was a three-point shot made by the Kings. I remember watching that live. It was like 13 to 12. And I said, don't you want to at least try? I'm not saying you're, you're slow on rotations, but at least get out there and like put your hand up in the air. 
And it just was so embarrassing. You could see it there. And his effort in the second half in particular, where that third quarter, there was a stretch, I think, like of three out of four plays that just had turnover, turnover, turnover. And I'm scratching my head. I'm watching this guy. What is happening? I remember being a little bit younger in my mid-30s and saying James Harden's an MVP-type player. But you know what the problem with James Harden is? When he gets to the big spots against the Warriors, when he's in a big game, he doesn't show up. And that's why we have all these other guys around him to make things good. And now I'm watching this, I'm going, this is not an MVP level of player. I mean, this is pathetic. And Jared Allen and Karis LeVert and all this, all of all of this for this, not good. I mean, this is this is a bad trade at this point. And and I'm scratching my head because I watched him last year be so good, so efficient in the regular season. And I can't figure out, is it just simply, I don't give a crap anymore and I'm going to play like this because I'm so frustrated by Kyrie. Kevin's not here anymore right now and I have to manage the load. Like, am I now going to put up a stink like I did in Houston and demand a trade because this is not what I got? And that's, you're right, to your point, bring this all together. It felt like that here versus the Kings game. And now with the reports today, it's like the fan base is flipped. He's not on the bench versus the Jazz game. Although they said he was there and he's just in the locker room. Getting it's like, treatment. Yeah. Well, I mean, getting treatment. You can sit with your teammates for three hours and be a good team. Getting treatment. I, I, that I, I can't use that as an excuse. You can't tell me you're getting treatment. He's full well, of it. Uh, it's the, full of the, crap. There's a couple of things because I think this could turn into a, a James Harden versus Kyrie Irving debate. We took, you know, a couple of calls about this late on our show on Friday. And there were, I think the first two callers, the only two callers we took on this subject were making this a, you should blame Kyrie argument. And my point is, look, this is not black and white. Okay. Kyrie Irving, not getting vaccinated Kyrie Irving, not being eligible for home games has without a doubt hurt this team in a major way. And has probably led to James Harden wanting out. Okay. I think we could all agree on that. But my attitude is, what are you going to do about it? Like, what is the best course of action? Kyrie Irving can't be traded. I think we all know that. Kyrie Irving will probably retire if he was traded. So if there was an option, if this was as simple as, hey, you've got to pick between James Harden and Kyrie Irving, and you could put both guys in the open market. You know, Kevin Durant's obviously going to have his opinion on the subject. We're going to look at age. We're going to learn it. Think about what guys have left and everything was created equal, it'd be a completely different discussion. It's not created equal. Kyrie Irving doesn't want out. We've got no indication that Kyrie Irving wants to go elsewhere, that he's going to opt out at the end of the year and sign somewhere else. That's number one. Number two, even though we've barely seen Kyrie because he's only eligible for road games, and even in seasons unlike this, he does miss a lot of time, whether it's a minor injury, whether it's an injury, whether it's going to hang out with his family for a birthday, whether it's personal leave because he's upset about world events. I totally get it. We don't see Kyrie Irving all the time, but we have seen no indication Kyrie Irving is on the decline. We've seen an indication James Harden is on the decline. So when you factor in, A, Kyrie Irving has no plans of leaving that we know of, and you probably can't get that much for him in the open market because teams think he doesn't want to go there. And you factor in where both of these guys are athletically right now. This isn't a decision between James Harden and Kyrie Irving. And we all need to make that clear. So 
if we want to blame Kyrie Irving for why this occurred, I agree with you. But okay, now we've got to figure out what to do next. And the what to do next is you have to listen on James Harden trades. Doesn't mean you have to trade him. You know, unless Kevin Durant has basically told you, get his ass out of this, uh, off this team before the deadline. Unless that was the message secretly. You listen. And then what I hope, what I pray to the basketball gods is that Sean Marks really knows what the hell he's doing and sits there with Daryl Morey and says, here's the deal. This is what we want. This is not a negotiation. This is not a, oh, this person isn't available, so we'll, we'll move off that. No, no, no. We don't have to trade James Harden. We can simply wait. We can hope the big three actually play together. We could risk that in free agency, James Harden isn't going to take, you know, a ton less to leave. We can risk that. And you sit back with your feet on the table and you say to Daryl Morey, you are my bitch. You're going to give me what I want. And if you don't, there's no deal. That's my hope. That's the scenario I hope is occurring right now. And the weird part of it is, okay, like, if it happens in the offseason, James Harden is going to get traded because if he wants to go to Philly, he just can't sign there. He wants money. And if to make that happen, there's going to have to be a deal in place. So with that in mind, yes, there's a trade. And then let's put that in where we are right now and how that how that will progress things with James Harden and with them making a move. And what does Sean Marks do? Like if James Harden and they say, okay, they, they say, no, we're not making the deal. Like this James Harden, then just not, is he going to just kind of have fake hamstring injuries until, until Kevin Durant comes back? I mean, what's going to happen for the next month? Like if they don't make a trade, right. Is James Harden going to care? Is he going to, like if they don't make a deal, yeah. And I think at this point we could, let's have a, let's talk is Ben Simmons and this enough. Let's say they don't make a trade. What the hell happens? Does he just, does he, does he go out there and, and, and give well, F, like F effort or does we, he actually play? See, here's the thing we don't know. And we could speculate it. What has occurred between James Harden and the Brooklyn Nets in terms of conversations about a trade? And what has Kevin Durant said? Like my hope is this isn't a, you better effing trade me kind of scenario that they know James Harden's leaning towards leaving. Kevin Durant's given them the, yeah, you know, we can make a good deal. Let's do it. And that it's one of those, if it doesn't work out, if Sean Marks doesn't love the return, because you also have to factor in that you're trading James Harden to a rival inside your conference. And right. so the return almost needs to be bigger because you're helping a team that you're rivals with. You're helping a team that could very well jump above you as a favorite to win an NBA championship. So I think you've got to have an attitude of we're not taking less than what we need. And hopefully, and this is my hope, they have the insurances that if they don't make a trade, James Harden isn't going to mope around for the rest of the year. He's going to try to win. Because the one thing about James Harden that's different than Kyrie and KD is Harden hasn't won a damn thing. You would think he is the most desperate to win an NBA championship or even get to an NBA finals because he's never done that. So I would assume, and it's just an educated guess, if they don't trade James Harden, he's still going to try to win an NBA championship because he's never won one. And he's on a team that, yes, if everybody's healthy, is equipped to do so. And when, when, when Durant's in, in the game, Harden will give more effort because it, 
the respect he has for Durant. He the, the the shenanigans he pulled against the Kings. If Durant's in the lineup, he would not do that because of the respect that's owed to Kevin Durant, and he knows he couldn't get away with it. But the fact that he was across the country in New York rehabbing or whatever he was doing, he knew he could get away with it because. James Harden, I don't believe, respects the Nets, and I don't believe respects anything to do with the franchise, but he does respect Kevin Durant. And if Durant's there, he won't do that. Right. I just worry for the next three to four weeks, what is going to happen? And to your point about the Sixers getting better, the weird part about this trade is, and yes, Philly would have to add in players besides Simmons. Ben Simmons hasn't played one second or whatever for the Sixers this year. They're adding James Harden. Like, you know, most like the Nets, for example, when they traded Levert and Allen, they, they, they gave away assets right. to get they somebody took back. Away. They, they, yeah. they're, they're trading away their big asset that hasn't even played in their 31 right. and 20 or whatever it is. Right, right, so right. then Philly becomes this weird team. And, you know, of course, Harden's there. He's going to give max effort. He's going to be lobbing it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole deal. Look, I mean, it's going to be so annoying. The Sixers, uh, I'm sorry, I dropped the mic. The Sixers, Literally. the Sixers are a monster. I mean, they would be a monster. I totally get that. But you'd have to think they have a sense of urgency, too, because I, I don't think they can sit back and say, well, he's a free agent at the end of the year. We'll get him anyway. You, you're going to have to orchestrate a opt in or I should say, yeah, opt in your final year and trade kind of deal. They're not going to have cap space to sign him. And I think the other thing that the Sixers have to be, I don't want to say worried about, but have a sense of urgency on is that Joel Embiid is having an MVP caliber year. Yes. He's still relatively young, but you don't know how many more years you're going to get that from a guy who's been injury prone throughout his NBA career. So if you're Philly, if you're Daryl Morey, I think you need to be ultra aggressive. And when I hear reports such as they won't offer Tyrese Max, they won't do it. They won't put Seth Curry in the deal. They won't put Mighty Stiebel in the deal. Let me tell you something. The freaking Brooklyn Nets put Jared Allen in the deal to get James Harden. They put Karis LeVert in the deal. I'm sure they didn't want to. But when push comes to shove and you have a chance to trade for a superstar MVP caliber player, you're not going to let, with all due respect to Tyrese Maxey, with all due respect to Karis LeVert, you're not going to let those guys stop you. So I get why it's happening. I get why the Sixers are going to leak that. I would say if I'm Sean Marks, go F yourself to the Sixers. You don't get to control what happens in this trade. I mean, you're getting James Harden. This is the price tag. If you don't match it, yeah, we'll suck it up. And and I get your point. Well, what happens until Kevin Durant comes back? You know, how many losses can this team actually sustain? I mean, are they going to end up? They're basically a half game up on the playing tournament. You know, I mean, that's literally where they are right yeah. now, which is mm -hmm. insane to think about. Can they? deal with a 10 game losing streak. Look, it'll get dicey, but I think the hope is when Kevin Durant is on the floor, they're a championship contender. And look, it's been obvious how great KD is because their defense has fallen off of the mm -hmm. rooftop since he went down. So they not only miss his leadership, like you pointed out, they miss his defense besides his scoring, which is obvious. Why waste time talking about that? We all know that, but they miss everything about this guy. They miss everything about Kevin Durant, and you don't want to rush him back. He's got to come back healthy. Based on the fact that Joe Harris's injury timeline has been thrown out the window and his ankle's falling off, so who knows if we'll ever see him again. You got to be careful with KD, but I still think you've got to act like you're in a position of strength. 
And that is you're not giving James Harden away. You will trade him when you feel you're getting just enough back. And it's, it's the KD factor that, that allows that. When he was in Houston and, and Harden wanted out, they had no choice. And there was fat James Harden and he's on the court. It was a joke, right? But they had no backbone there. They were done. With Durant in the mix, Harden won't do that to Durant. And that's the part that gives Sean Marks some controllability in that mindset. Now, with that in mind, I, I would make a deal if you could get if you could get Maxi Curry and Simmons at this point, I would do it because I got I, Harden really pissed me off. And and I can be one back over because of some effort and trying and winning. But in those losses, to see that. It was so disappointing because I fell for the Kool-Aid, Evan. I fell for it. I was with you, and I was against the trade. I was not for it. And then I fell in love with, with how he played, but I fell for his BS. And that really, really ticks me off that I then had to see it on display in Sacramento and just have to witness the garbage that that was and fall for it. So in the moment, yeah, I'm like, I'm over with this. I'm over. And that's why I don't even care anymore. Because I said this before when they wanted it, you know, there was that like whole thing. Would you trade Simmons for Kyrie? And this was before Kyrie and his vaccine nonsense with everything going on. But I was like, of course I wouldn't do that because I know Harden and Kyrie fit. But things are different now. I don't, Like, yeah, let's make the Sixers better, I guess. But the Nets are in such a bad place. I can't even worry about Philly. I just want to make sure the Nets are good. So then we can go play against Philly when it matters. So I don't even care if it improves the Sixers, if it means the Nets have roster depth, because right now it's such an embarrassment the way this second unit plays. You know, if you're watching the Jazz game right now, it's like, all right, you're down by 52. Let's empty the bench and play everybody. It's th- those The guys are in. They've been playing since the <laughs> second quarter. So yeah. there's no one to empty. It's the same guys that started. But that that's why, and I mean this, You know, and I mean this very, very passionately. They have got to walk away with Maxie and Curry. They have to. And I get, you know, you're talking about two guys that have been starting every game. You're talking about two guys shooting 40% from three. I get it. Seth Curry's a journeyman. He is what he is. He's having a great year, but he's 31 years old. So let's not act like I'm asking for Steph Curry. I'm asking for Seth Curry. And number two, Tyrese Maxie's had an outstanding year. He's been in the league for two freaking seasons. He's 21 years old. He's played 100 games in his NBA career. And I love him this year. He's having a great year from afar. I'm certainly not watching every 76ers game. Are you telling me that that's asking for too much? Uh, really? That And yes, Ben Simmons is in the deal. More on him in a little bit. But is it really that crazy that I'm literally and you're literally saying, hey, give me a 31-year-old journeyman and give me a 21, 22-year-old point guard who was a first-round pick a year and a half ago and wasn't a lottery pick, who's having a great year. Yes, that's really a crazy ask when you look at, and I know you're not going to get back what you gave up to initially get him. I'm not asking for four first-round picks. I'm not asking for 85 pick swaps. But Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, I'm not asking for that. I'm asking for a 31-year-old journeyman and Tyrese Maxey. And I, and I guess I hate everything about Philly to begin with. But for the arrogance of some of these Sixer fans and the reporters to act like, well, Ma- Maxey can't be in the deal. I mean, I'm sorry, he can't be in the deal. Shut the F up. What are we talking about right now? But that's the key. Because, bro, if they walk away with Ben Simmons and Danny Green, are you kidding me? Oh, 
No. You can't you- walk away with Ben Simmons. And, De- and look, I know Ben's in the deal. I've accepted that. But the pieces, as Shams talks about, the Trevor treasure trove of, you know, bench pieces or non-superstar pieces, to be more accurate, it's Maxi and it's Curry. And Mr. Mori, if it's not, then we're not making a deal, okay? And just like everybody makes fun of the Nets and they go, Kevin Durant runs the Nets. Kevin Durant runs the Nets. Kevin Durant's the ones that are making the trade. If Joel Embiid goes to Daryl Morey and says, I want him, that trade's going to happen. That trade's going to get done. Because Joel Embiid is the one that knows, I need another superstar with me. Ben Simmons isn't coming back. I know that's a lost cause. I like these role players. They're okay. I need another guy with me. Joel Embiid goes to Daryl Morey and says, pull the trigger. That trade's going to happen. He's going to have James Harden here tomorrow. And, and Joel Embiid, let's, he's not going to be patient. He's not going to oh, let me sit through this season. Let's see what happens. He's going to know, make the deal, get him here. Bring me another superstar that I can be paired with that on a court point guard, assist guy, lob guy makes sense. Right. Joel Embiid's going to say, pull the trigger, Daryl Morey. I need my star. We're in the mix of it. We can get through the East with all the crap going on. Right. Make the deal. He'll do it. And you're also the other risk that's involved. And I think it's kind of a fascinating element to all this is that if you're Philadelphia and you play the arrogant card of, you know what, we'll wait to the off season. But one thing we learned about the first, how many games of this season, a lot can change. A lot can change for the good and for the bad. Number one, a lot can change in that Kevin Durant comes back healthy. The vaccine mandate changes the big three play together and they roll to an NBA title. And James Harden says, Hey, that was fun. I'm going to resign. I mean, that's a, a very plausible scenario. And so if you feel you have a chance to get him right now, do it, break it up. I, I think that's how I'd feel if I'm a Philly fan. I know it's tough to put myself in those shoes right now of them, but I think if I want James Harden, I guess I would look at it this way. If I want James Harden as a Sixer fan, I don't think I would let Seth Curry and Tyrese Maxey be the reasons I don't make the deal. Um, but we'll see. I think this is going to be, assuming they this is going to happen, and I think we all kind of feel it's going to happen because it's already been leaked out that the Nets are listening on offers, then I think this is going to be an incredible poker game between Sean Marks and Daryl Morey, that may take us all the way until the NBA trade deadline. Could take us right to that final hour of the trade deadline where they're staring at each other, and Morey's saying, I'm not willing to give this, and Sean's saying, well, this is what you need to do. And then someone blinks. And I pray to the basketball gods that Sean Marks doesn't blink because I will be a miserable, miserable human if their return is Ben Simmons and Danny Green. No offense to Danny, I mean... Long Island guy can still hit threes, but we can year better. for him though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I he's mean, 30 year for him. He's also 34 years old. He's not, he's not Seth Curry and Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. No. Although Danny green on this Nets team, instant starter. I mean, <laughs> I mean, let, let's be real. He, he at least gives them somebody that can, can be a threat and, and shoot a three. And, and for the Sixers on their end, you know, trying to put yourself in their shoes, if I'm like just looking from an NBA perspective right now and I'm looking at teams that can win the East, I don't look at the Sixers as a team that can win the Eastern Conference right now. It's the two favorites, I, I, I would say, are the Bucs and the Heat right now. And I wouldn't say the Sixers. They make that deal. Yes, they get to that discussion. And that's just another point with 
be smart, be safe for sure. Not safe. Be, be strategic and get a deal done where you can make your team better. You'll make the Sixers better, just, you know, just so be it. And I, it's just that like Ben Simmons gets vaccinated a couple days ago, the report comes out. So all of these little tea leaves, I, I, I think it's inevitable that Ben Simmons is on the nets. I, I, I really think it's going to happen. I, I think I texted this to you earlier today in one of the articles uh, concerning all these rumors. You know what? I don't think I actually did text it to you. If I did, if I didn't, I apologize. But there was a little blurb. I think it was in Forbes that Dave Simmons. It. Oh, I did send you this did. to you? You okay. did, yes. Listen to this. For everybody listening, Dave Simmons is Ben's father. He grew up in the South Bronx before he played professionally in Australia. And one source says that it would be Ben's dream to play for the Nets or Knicks in New York because his father's from the South Bronx. <laughs> That's the kind of floated story of somebody that thinks they're being traded to New York. Let's put that out there, that it's my dream to play in New York. As far as Ben Simmons is concerned, look, I, I don't want him. I don't think most Net fans want him. There's a few reasons why. I think they're pretty obvious. Uh, number one, I'm concerned he can play here. I'm concerned about, you know, the fact that he wilted under the pressure, the championship pressure in Philadelphia. I know it's different in Brooklyn than it is at Madison Square Garden. We are under the radar. But I wonder if he can play under the pressures of being a teammate of a Kevin Durant and a Kyrie Irving. I wonder about that. I wonder if I can keep him on the floor late in games because he's such a liability at the free throw line. Uh, I wonder in the short term, what is he? He hasn't played this season. We haven't seen him since he was afraid to make a layup in the Eastern Conference semifinals. What is Ben Simmons? You know, this is a championship hopeful year for us as Net fans. Ben Simmons walks through that door in a week. What is he? When can he play? What kind of game shape is he in? Uh, look, he's all world defensively. And I don't want it, this to just be ripping Ben Simmons. I have to acknowledge what he can do. And putting shooters around Ben Simmons as a guy who can get to the basket, that's great. I mean, if you can have Seth Curry, Tyrese Maxey, Joe Harris, God forbid he's healthy, Patty Mills, to go along with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, you've got tons of shooters. So I, I, there are positives to his game, but those are the negatives that scare me. And I've mentioned in the past when talking about, you know, briefly, hey, a sign and trade of James Harden to Philly, I'd love to flip Ben to another team. I don't know if that's realistic in this short of a time period. So I guess I would look no. at Ben as bring him in. He's in the deal. Let's see how he responds to New York. Let's see how he mixes with the guys. Let's see how he does when they stick him on Giannis in the postseason, assuming we ever face Giannis in the postseason. And if things go terribly wrong, maybe Sacramento still wants him. Maybe Atlanta still wants him. Maybe Minnesota still wants him. And you deal him. But I think in the short term, you're right. He's going to be here. I was just Googling real quick, and I, different things came up. But like Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid's record together, saw one that was like 30 and 6, then another Google set came up as 35 and 7. So I'm getting to the point now where I'm Googling stats about Ben Simmons to convince <laughs> myself that he'll work. Because I was really adamant when before the season started that this Kyrie for him idea was nonsensical. And obviously that changes a little bit with Kyrie only playing in road games. Uh, but I'm trying to convince myself that Ben Simmons is a fit for the Nets. And I'll I'll take a positive spin on this concept to play back what you had just said. But it all 
I mean, the truth, Evan, is it all just <laughs> it's all back to the same stupid story. But it's all about if Kyrie's vaccinated yes. And, or, yes. or or not, not not even vaccinated. If he's allowed to play basketball, if, if for whatever, however we get there, if he plays and then you're telling me the Nets have Simmons, Kyrie and Durant and they have a deeper team. Yeah, they're back in this like where we had to envision them being mixed. But if Kyrie's not there and it's and it's uh, Kyrie half the time, Simmons and, and Durant. I mean, it's just not enough. I it's mean, not that's enough. Just not, no, you're it's right. just not. It's right. just not enough. It's it's I've I've gotten to the point now where I've said to myself, if they're going to win a championship, let's go with this mold. All three guys need to be there. Two of the three, not enough. And this would be the same. Uh, I would feel better about having a little more depth. But if Kyrie's not available, then it's just like it just doesn't even matter. It, without, it just I mean, doesn't. I hate to say it, but you're right. And you know, trading James Harden for whatever package we want to come up with doesn't solve the Kyrie Irving issue, which is. They need him in home games. They do. And you're 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 spot on. Like, if they don't trade James Harden, it's the same way. I think we've all diagnosed, most of us, that they're not winning a title with KD, James Harden, and the lack of depth that they have. They're just not. If Kyrie's healthy, we've seen it, or eligible to play, and everyone's healthy. We've seen it in brief doses, but they do look unbeatable. They do. And, and I think that's the, the tantalizing thing. It's why... That, that's the reason why I still think Sean Mark should have all the power in this because he knows my worst case scenario is I just gamble that all three guys play together at the right time. That, mm-hmm. that, that's the, the biggest loss he should be able to take is, okay, they never made a deal that was appealing enough to me. I'm just going to gamble that all three are going to be able to play because to your point, like, that's the same scenario even if you trade him. You're still relying on Kevin Durant needs to be healthy and Kyrie Irving needs to be eligible for both home and road games. If those things don't happen, whether they keep James Harden or they trade James Harden, they're not winning an NBA title. Man, uh, so close. It's just the same crap. Just so close. So many opportunities. This team... Uh, it's just frustrating. It's it's depressing. I mean, it it's 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 getting me in a warp zone where it's like it's getting so bad where I have Nick fans like DMing me and texting me. They don't even troll me. They're just like they're like I'm sorry. I mean that this team this team was they can't even get to the point where you like make fun. It, it's gotten so bad so fast. Um, it's unexplainable. And it's shocking. And I was an idiot. And I said stuff on this podcast like, "Oh, they'll lose a f- few games, but it's other than no." I was I was wrong. I was dead wrong. I mean, they suck. And they got major <laughs> issues, and it's a it's a problem. Uh, and it's like, I, I my favorite thing in the whole world was like end of the day, put on the nets, get into it. I mean, my, like, but I dread watching, the, and I'm I'm watching them. But it, now I go in going, I know it's going to be two hours of misery. Yeah. It just sucks it, because they've been, you know, for different reasons, a bad team for a month and a half like this. This whole thing started with the Sixers wave mm-hmm. goodbye game. That, that was course. really where this all went to crap. And obviously Durant getting hurt, <laughs> you know, yeah. cer- certainly didn't help out. Uh, it's just it sucks. It's why. No matter what, deep down, 
I always say, we're just not going to see a parade. Something will stop this from happening. And there's a lot of regrets as a sports fan where you think back to moments and you say, little did I know this would be worse than I realized. You know, when Beltron struck out (laughs) against Adam Wainwright, it was bad. Right. We didn't realize in the moment that it was actually worse than it was because they never got back. You know, I think walking out of Shea that night, we figured, well, we'll be back. We'll get another opportunity at this. And same thing in 15 for the Mets. You know, that World Series actually hit me worse than I think any sports defeat I've ever had. It really does. I I was thinking about that today. I think in relation to the Nets, how much 2015 bothers me that that was the year. That that was the Mets season. And even then, I didn't realize how bad it was because I thought we should be back. And they really haven't. They were in a wild card game the next year. And when Kevin Durant's foot was on the line and they ran out of gas in overtime, it was painful and it was awful, but we figured we'd be back. And I got to tell you, Maybe this is the height of my negativity, or maybe I'm just going to be right again about this. As we sit here today, I don't even know if we'll ever get back to that spot, which will make the Kevin Durant game that much worse because we didn't even realize how bad it was in the moment. Just like Met fans, myself, feel like about 06 and feel about 15. You didn't even realize in the moment how much more it sucked. And, man, I look back at beating Milwaukee in that game seven, even going back to game three, because they should have won that game, too. Oh, that, yep. Mm-hmm. You go back to that series and you say, holy crap, that, that really was worse than we even thought. And as we sit here today with them now going to be battling for their playoff lives in the future in doubt, and who knows when Durant's going to be back. Oh, my God. It's worse than we imagined. Yeah, Evan, I was in a bad mood, and that little rant there made me feel even worse. Thanks. Sorry. Sorry, are you blaming no, me? I mean, I know, no, no, because it's right. But like when when they they lost that game seven, my thought was okay, but we'll be healthy next year. Sean Marks will get a, a team around these guys. We'll we'll at least be in the conversation. And it was just get me to May. I can't wait. Just get me to May. And now now thinking like if that was the height of it. Was that moment? Oh. I mean, is is depressing. The one saving grace, the one saving grace, where this is not. You go to bed, you put your head on the pillow, and you go to sleep, and you say, "This is awful." Mike said this earlier. Can't watch the games. True, but just knowing Kevin Durant will be back, knock on wood, just gives you, even if it's false, a little bit of hope. A little bit. No, no, no. But if he's there. It does. There's no doubt that ultimately Kevin Durant extending was probably the greatest thing that ever happened because we don't have to sit here having this discussion and then also worrying about, boy, Kevin Durant's going to leave. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have to worry about that. The problem with the KD stuff, as great as he is, is as he was having this MVP season, in the back of my mind, I waited for an injury. I waited for that negative moment to happen. And, and I think that's the, the thing. Like, he's not 25 years old. You know, he's not 29 years old. And as you get older, you're more likely to get injured. Look what's happening to LeBron. Granted, he's 37 years old. So, yes, at the end of the day, they have Kevin Durant, who still plays like one of the best basketball players in the world. And for all signs are there that he wants to be here and he wants to remain being here. And that's great. But man, even when he's dominating, 
I'm always worried in the back of my mind. Uh oh, he's going to get hurt. Uh oh, is that his wrist? Is that his leg? Is that his knee? And, and I know it was the most random injury against the Pelicans, but look what that turned into. I mean, it really, and that's the negative. And then obviously, you can't trust Kyrie, which we all know. So look, I don't mean to be a troll here. Would I rather be the Nets than the Knicks? Obviously. I mean, no, no question. That's why Nick fans shouldn't even try to troll us. Like, look where you are. So, yeah, we're not in the worst position in the world, but dude, we have three top 20 players, top 10 players in the freaking sport. And there's always something that's effing with us, whether it was the injuries last year that never ended and then hit us at the wrong time, whether it's the vaccine situation with Kyrie Irving, whether it's Kevin Durant getting basically Bruce Brown gets pushed into his knee to harden being miserable. Like this is going to be the biggest. What if in the history of sports and it's our team. I know 13 and three, when they play together and they look unstoppable and a lot of unstoppable forces around them never allowed us to see it. Uh, it's so disappointing. I mean, it's just, so they a uh, couple so of things be- before we both go to sleep because we're both miserable. All right. A couple of things. Number one, are they going to trade James Harden before the deadline? I say yes. I, I would say I would. I say yes. Yeah, I'm going to go with yes. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't think it gets leaked out that the Nets are listening unless there's a lot of smoke to that fire. So and, and he's got a hamstring tonight like, eh, you know, He's not like it's all it's all adding up. He's not going to play until the trade deadline. I mean, he's not playing Sunday against the Nuggets. He's not going to play Tuesday against Boston at home, which will be ugly because remember, Kyrie can't play home games. So, I mean, we are looking at an extended losing streak, to be fair. (laughs) Wow. It'll be 10 games. Yeah, I mean, it may get that far. Um, I agree with you. I think Harden's going to be traded. And when we're sitting here and the playoffs begin, whether it's the playing tournament or it's the real playoffs. Is Kyrie Irving going to be eligible for home games? No, no. And I, I try, honestly, I was just lying to myself in the past when I'm like, something will happen and change. He's not playing. Like, it's just, he'll play, uh, he'll be in the road games or if the Nets want to pay the fine, I guess that, that's available. Nah, that's Maybe not a that, thing. That, that doesn't exist, by the way. That's not he, true. He's the not, Nets can't I mean, just simply pay. The Nets can't pay a fine and play him in home games. If that was true, they would have done it from the beginning. That's the NBA would not allow that. They adhere to local mandates. So that that's not true. I just want he's to not he's not he's not. He will be. I guess I hope the Nets are in the playing game with a with a road game so he can play. I hope they're uh, <laughs> hope they're the eight seed or the ten. Well, not the ten, but I hope they're the eight seed, not the seven when they're in the, the playing game and they're playing the Hornets. Uh, this is probably the most depressing podcast we've ever done. I, don't I agree. Know if any question? Totally. <laughs> uh, hopefully we cheered you up. Anybody listening, but probably not. Thanks for listening to the Brooklyn basketball podcast.